When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jen Rose, I'm David Jacoby. We are Jalen and Jacoby. What is it that we do? We get a people! What they want. Jalen, we have, in my opinion, the best running back in college football joining us later today. Who's that? You heard Cube. Shake him up, shake him up, shake him up, shake him up, shake him. Blake Corum of the undefeated Michigan Wolverines, future national champions, will be here today with an exclusive. And he will get us ready for their big matchup against Penn State this weekend. But we start with some interesting news from the Bay. We all heard what happened with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. Then we saw what happened with Draymond Green and Jordan Poole. And now we know the fallout. He will be rejoining the team Thursday, he will make every single game. He will play in their final preseason game on Friday. Jalen, there's a lot of angles to this story, and we will hit all of them. But first, what do you think about the quote-unquote punishment? So the one thing about making poor decisions is if you have discipline, if you have respect, if you have honor, there should be an opportunity to atone for those transgressions. Mm -hmm. And for Draymond Green... The, the the edge that he plays with, the attitude that he has, the toughness and tenacity that he brings to the table is the sole reason he's in the NBA. He changed his body. He changed his attitude. He became a leader, an enforcer, a champion four times, a future Hall of Famer that has garnered the respect of so many basketball people, in particular, the Splash Brothers. Yep. But what ends up happening is when you punch Jordan Poole, like any team dynamic, there's going to be the older group that I just mentioned, and then there's going to be the younger group. Moody, Wiseman, Kaminga, all of the people that you talk to about what not to do, and then they see you do it. So now that creates a division indirectly in the locker room. It doesn't mean that the other guys that I mentioned or the other 14 guys aren't going to embrace Day Day when he gets back. What I mean is the hourglass for his time with the Golden State Warriors has officially been flipped. Well, Steve Kerr came out and said when something like this happens, it does impact the culture. He's talking about how this does have an effect on the team, not trying to underplay it, which I found interesting from uh, the head coach in speaking to a microphone to the media. What a beautiful thing about speaking about something is when you have experience at it. And that man has been a champion, I believe, eight times as a player and a coach. Then been around some of the greatest players in the league and has been a, a, a fantastic contributor and an advocate for others. But Michael Jordan punched him in the face during the practice. And we celebrated Michael Jordan for that. Because it wasn't footage of it. 
See, that's the difference. And I want fans and media to I want to be reminded the things that were okay in the 80s and the 90s aren't necessarily okay in 2022. The terms that we used, the names that the teams are called, and how we deal with interacting our fellow human being. And the one thing you can't do is ignore this term when you're watching an NBA game. <laughs> Hold me back! There's a reason why we say that. You know why? We know that there's a line that you should walk to that you should never cross. Yep. And the other people that are intervening should hurry up and run over there to make it look like you don't know you shouldn't have crossed that line. But everybody know when you punch somebody, what could happen? Draymond could have broke his hand, could have busted a finger, could have hurt his wrist. Could've he could have broke, broke Dray. He could have broke his, his jaw. Yeah. Broke his so 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 now that becomes a different dynamic on Wednesday when it happens. Everybody tries to keep it in the incubator. But then when the video becomes public on Friday, Day Day said it. I know how my mom would have reacted to this video. Jordan Poole has parents. He has people that love him beyond basketball. He has teammates who ride with them also. So what now happens, we're going to be watching the Warriors play. And all we're going to be doing is like Draymond and KD after they had their blow up. We're going to be seeing how he and Poole interact. Yep, Jordan Poole hits one of those end of the third quarter, you know, heaves from half court. Does Draymond give him a high five? Does he not? Are they cold with each other? Are they not? But Jalen, you always talk about how this changes the relationship between Poole and Green, but you also talk about how this changes the relationship between Green and the organization. Correct. Obviously, he has a player option for next year that he likely will not exercise, making him essentially an expiring contract, up for an extension with the team. He's going to demand a very high number. We know what he brings to the floor doesn't necessarily translate to the box score, but how do you think Draymond and the Warriors' relationship plays out over this year and next year? I was in the league and saw the dynamics of Shaq and Kobe happen. Mm -hmm. And there were those of us that felt like there were certain things that were done and said in that relationship that I'm not going to bring up right now because Kobe isn't here anymore, that we felt that that relationship had an expiration date that had nothing to do with basketball. And after they won those three championships, back to back to back, instead of going on, figuring a way to work it out and winning five, six, seven, which they would have actually done. I know LeBron's big three talked about doing it. Well, Kobe and Shaq's big three, big two would have actually done it. So when Shaq leaves Los Angeles, fans and media are mad at Kobe. See, a lot of people look at this as revisionist history. Why? Because Shaq had the bigger dominant personality and he was the three-time finals MVP. And so when he left, it was now on Kobe to prove he could do it without Shaq. For Draymond, his case is vastly different because the Golden State Warriors feel if they can move him right now, they would. Really? You think the Warriors are trying to get off Draymond Green? Because they can't move him. Jacoby, they can't move him right now. If they could move him for that number and get equal value in return, they would do it. They don't want to go into the season understanding that it's going to be divided because that's what it's going to be. This is not going to change. That relationship, certain things that happen in relationships mean those relationships will never be the same. But you started this whole conversation by saying that 
when you have honor and the right attitude and reputation that you can atone for the mistakes that you make. Don't you feel like Draymond Green can make this right, can speak to the team, can speak to Jordan Poole, can speak to Steve Kerr, can speak to the speak to front office, can speak to the fans even, use his podcast even. Don't you feel like Draymond Green can handle this in a way in which it does not affect these relationships that you You taught me this. You can be mean if you're funny. You taught me that. Mm-hmm. You also taught me that a lot of times everybody's a hero in their own movie. Yes. Right? Yep. So, yes, Draymond can atone for those things verbally. But like I always tell you, I can't hear what you're saying because your actions are so loud. And when you punch somebody and it's on video, that just never goes away. That never goes away. It's going to be people that say, oh, Jordan is soft for for now not responding to Draymond. If I was him, I would do this. There's always that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And so that will change the dynamics of the relationship forever. And based on that, now, like I brought up the Shaq and Kobe dynamic, now if you're the organization, are you choosing the past, Draymond? Or are you choosing the future? The future. Jordan, Jordan Poole. We saw what he did last year. That answers my question. Saw what he did last year. We're moving on to another team stack full of stars in a different conference with some high expectations. That, of course, is the Philadelphia 76ers. James Harden was in an interesting situation this offseason with his contract. Would he get a quote-unquote max deal from the Sixers? He did not sign a max deal from the Sixers. He took a little bit of a haircut salary-wise. And here's what he had to say about it to the Athletics' Joe Harden. He said the following quote. This is what Joe Harden wrote. Monday night, Harden admitted he thinks he hasn't gotten the proper credit for his first act of selflessness selflessness and buy-in to the Sixers, taking what amounted to nearly a $14 million pay cut. Nope, but guess what? I don't care, Harden said. Jalen, Harden wants credit for taking a team-friendly deal, even though he was declining as a player and may not be worth a quarter-billion-dollar max deal. What do you think about Harden's attitude heading into this season and sort of saying he doesn't get enough credit for this business decision. I'm gonna go by only facts. So this is zero to do with my opinion or experience or anything. This is literally what's in front of me. Proper credit, buy-in, $14 million pay cut. So I ask you the question. If the Sixers would have came to James Harden this offseason with a four-year max deal, would he have signed it? Of course. Okay. Of course. So why didn't it? Because he's not worth it. Like you, like you always say, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you have the leverage to negotiate. He did not have the leverage. He did not play well enough to garner a max deal at that level. He got what he had the leverage to negotiate. He was a player that was out of shape. He wasn't able to score as effective as effectively and as efficiently as effectively and efficiently as he has been at the height of his career. He's never been much of a defender. And the Philadelphia 76ers as a team look so bad with him leading the squad with Joel Embiid being broke out. his face and got out the game. It was like, James, we need James to step up. James was like, well, you want me to do what now? So instead of trying to do the team a favor, which now he can spend it because he earns the right to spend it. He is in shape now. I do have the Sixers make it to the conference finals. I do think like he's recommitted. I do feel like he's going to try to play his way back into the money. But when he sat at the table this offseason, he wasn't ready to get the big bread. 
He knew that they wasn't going to give him the big bread. So this is the compromise. And now he wants credit for the compromise, which is interesting. I just want to see him play well on the court. I don't care about the deal or the credit or the haircut or the salary. I want to see him be old James Harden in the 76ers uniform this season. I expect him to do so. Jalen Rose, we have, in my opinion, the best running back in college football joining us in just seconds. Who is joining us on the program? Hail to the victor's value. Shake and Blake Corum joins Jalen and Jacoby with the exclusive interview next. The preseason comes to a close on ESPN. Catch it tonight starting at 7 p.m. with the NBA Countdown. Then it is the Bucks and the Nets at 7.30. And then at 10 p.m. it is the Timberwolves and the Lakers. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby. Jalen Rose, every day we have a show. What do we do? We acknowledge the fact that Brittany Griner has been wrongfully detained. Now 237 long, excruciating days. So we here at Jalen and Jacoby wish her a speedy, safe return to the United States. Jalen, I haven't officially jumped on the Pistons bandwagon until this summer because they have <laughs> some to new toys you. to play with. I tried to tell there's you. There's Jalen Duren, and of course, there's ah, Jaden Ivey. Give it here. He is so angry out there. I love his aggression. And the thing is, like I told you, that's our future right there at backcourt going up for that contest. Mm-hmm. When the Pistons have been at their best over the decades, we've had an all-star backcourt. You see them right there making plays. And Ivy had a couple of other plays where he showed his athleticism. We hawked down the the ball handler from the back at half court, stole the ball, and then assisted for a bucket. I'm excited about this year. No-look assist. This one right here. Look at this little no-look. I love it. I'm excited about the Pistons this year. Are they going to win the championship? No. Are they going to get in the second round of the playoffs? No. Am I going to go to a bunch of games and watch them a bunch of games? Yes, because check me in 2026, 2025. It's going to be the Pistons year. I'm so excited about it. And Sadiq Bay going to have another 50-point game. Yeah, he led the team last night. I want to thank Blake Corn for coming through. Big game against Penn State this weekend. Let's go, Wolverines. We'll be Detroit back tomorrow. Detroit basketball! 4 p.m. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We always say we give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. We will be giving you the full Blake Corum interview, unedited, unfiltered, in just minutes. But first, we have some things that we need to discuss. Mr. Rose. What up, though? I want to talk to you about the Los Angeles Clippers. Okay. I want to talk to you about Paul George. Okay. Paul George, he was being asked about whether they're him and Kawhi are one and one A and how that works and, you know, Batman and Robin and the question that we always ask our NBA superstar duos. And he said that he is number two, clearly. Which makes me ask a lot of follow-up questions about the Clippers, Mr. Rose. Kawhi Leonard never really plays 70 games in a season. He's coming off an injury, didn't play all last season. How many games do you expect him to play? How do you expect that to affect the Clippers standing in the Western Conference? I expect Kawhi to miss 20 games this year. It's a 
62 games. 62, max 65. How many of those games are are uh, healthy healthy scratches? At this point of his career, a couple of the injuries that he's had, they can be deemed maintenance in a lot of ways. He had his durability years. I remember going on first take the first day our our producer now Nicholas Tusk got here, and I was like, I got an exclusive. He had just got here. His first day. I remember we was in Bristol. Like, I got an exclusive. I can't wait to go on first take and talk about it. My exclusive was Kawhi was unhappy with the Spurs that they misdiagnosed his injury and he was never going to play for them again. Ever since then, he became what's considered a low management type of player. Mm-hmm. And last year, he had another big time injury, a knee injury. It's not Years like ago. it's not like a a sprained ankle or a sprained wrist. This is his lower extremities. And so I understand it's not his goal to play 82 games. So the Clippers also recognize that and they do what you hope a franchise will do. They go out and build some depth. Have Norman Powell. You have Covington. They can play those minutes when he's not there. You you take a chance on John Wall when he's sitting right there, even though you already have. Man, people forgot Man, about Batum. And Jackson. Jackson like and they're, Batum. They're I love Zubach. So so you're adding depth, Don't understanding. They, they, got yes, they got another big. You're too. understanding that he's going to miss around 20 games. So you're trying to do whatever you can to manage those games and keep him healthy so that now you can have a longer playoff run. Yeah, they got Marcus Morris. They got guys. And then the elephant in the room is when he's not present, you should be able to turn the keys over to somebody I consider a top 12 player, Paul George. At some point, we're going to have to do the top players. Let's do it. I, we, I, no, Maybe we got, let's I do it going into the season. That because... I say top 10, top five, I say a lot, but then you start really breaking. Like, it, Kawhi Leonard, not a top five player. I got to see it. Got to see it. We disagree. That's okay. Why we should do our list. Okay. I'm, <laughs> let's just do this. Can I name five players that you would put above Kawhi Leonard? The answer is yes. No, you can't. Giannis. One. Kevin Durant. Two. Stephen Curry. Three. Luka Doncic. Four. Joel Embiid, five. There you go. You got to take health into account as well. That's fair. That's fair. You know? Going, it, going into the season, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, of course, we haven't seen him play. You know what I mean? Going People into forget. the season. People forget just how good Kawhi is. Well, for me, playing. to be honest, the best three players are the best four players for me still, to be honest with you. And if I if, to, if we had a game tonight, are uh, – uh, Giannis, KD, LeBron, Kawhi, and Luka, and Embiid. That's six, not four. But and yeah. Steph. I think if you have to win one game, I think LeBron has is in the conversation. LeBron got. If you're be building in. a franchise, he's not yeah, a conversation. LeBron has if to. If you have to win there. one game, if it's game seven year. of the finals, he averaged thirty yeah. last year, and he bro. knows everybody else's yeah, plays. Exactly. Like he runs the whole it's team. It's like, like a super seven yeah, type yeah. of thing, really, of guys. But the people that we're mentioning are also for me like on the short list of people I consider quote unquote superstars. Also, 
So that's kind of why it's hard for me to separate them because I don't use that term very often. Who's knocking on the door? But they fall into that category. Who's knocking on the door? Not John Morant. John Morant. John Morant's knocking on that John door. Morant. John Morant. John Morant. Superstar. The leap that he took from yep. two years ago to last year. I agree. Is elevated him to superstar. I mean, to take a team, be the clear number one, the clear focal point offensively on a team that had the second best record in the NBA last year with not a lot of stars. One star, really. Like that was an amazing performance for him last year, and I expect more from him this year. Um, a couple more things I want to discuss with you, Mr. Rose. Number one. The juices. Every time you're in the studio, I get you juices. You don't drink the one I get you. You don't drink this one. You don't even have a straw. Take it with my boy. So I'm gonna start. Your, I think you're getting cut off. I think you're getting cut off from that juice moving forward. Because these are these are expensive juices. You know what I mean? So I have it, a request. It, okay. Instead of getting me two, uh, instead of giving me a uh, a, a ginger, ginger shot, shot and a juice and a juice. Can I get two separate ginger shots? Yeah, no problem, buddy. Anything you need. I'm glad we're communicating. I get two separate ginger shots. Okay, number two. How do you feel about this beard that I've been working this week? I like it. You look handsome. You think so? I always look handsome. Switching it up. I love that. Okay. You know I don't like to switch it up. I love that. I love that. Easier to me. I've been wolfing myself. I can't wait to get lined up today. Uh, Producer Tut says, I don't know if it's for TV. Wow. Okay. That was unnecessary. <laughs> wow. Unnecessary. <laughs> shot, shot, shot. <laughs> oh, okay. Shave tonight, I guess. That's going to go down. Yeah, get your hand some more. What does Joy think she, about it? That's what I want to know. She don't notice. She don't care. <laughs> she never notices when I get a haircut. She don't, she don't pay any attention to me. She's worried you know about the kids. That means she loves. She's worried about the kids. Yeah, she, she loves you. I, she, I, she knows I'm good. I, I'm low maintenance. She's I'm low maintenance. She I'm not the I'm not the one around the house that needs that needs fixing that yeah, needs help that needs problems. You know what I mean? That's just how that goes. What, what are we doing? What are we doing? Vitamins here? What do we got? Forty nine, dog. You got a lot. Of, you got a handful of pills yeah, there, dog. bud. What and are we doing? Forty nine, and they start telling you stuff. What did you, did, you, did you just go into GNC you and gotta, be like, give me the works? Not GMC. No, give I me the works. Nutritionist. Oh, you got nutritionist? All healthy. Like, this is what you oh, take. Oh, you got organic. You to 105. Fish oils. All organic. Do you know what it is? Or they just give it to you? Like, I feel like you would take it. I would knew test, what it is when I would, agreed to would, take it. Yeah, you would fail a PED test right now. You know what I mean? Yeah, I you, would. Yeah, you'd be like, what well, else? You'd be like, well, they gave it to me and I just took it. Correct. I don't even know what it was. I, I just remember them saying, these are all the things you should take. And I'm <laughs> looking at the list and saying, yeah, you're right. I'm going right, to take yeah, them. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Then get them packed up and I just take them. Good for you. Good for you. Just one at a time. Just crush it, crushing these vitamins. Mm-hmm. Do you have any idea what any of them are? Not right now. <laughs> the blue one, the white one, <laughs> the big one, the little one. Oh, we gotta get go you about eight or nine. We gotta get you on some hallucinogenics. Let's get you and Aaron Rodgers on some ayahuasca. <laughs> that ain't working for him. <laughs> it really ain't working for him. That ain't working for him. They I watched this team the, play football. They lost to the Giants. You know what I? You know what I hate to say. That nobody else is gonna say out loud. Aaron Rodgers ain't getting another Super Bowl. I know everybody's standing around waiting. Like he had his chances, man. Aaron Rodgers ain't getting another Super That's Bowl. That's kind of how I feel about Joe Burrow too. Like you watched Joe Burrow in the Super Bowl last year. You're like, oh, it's cute. They made it. They're young. They're gonna get back. They're gonna get theirs. Like maybe not. And this ain't revisionist history. I'm telling y'all this right after he just got a big deal. And I'm gonna say something that, that as somebody that also that somebody that also roots for a team in his division. We really got to assess this greatest of all time quarterback stuff again. Because I don't know if he gets mentioned too high. 
based on his potential versus what he's actually. Well, it's talent, really. Yeah, it's, it's more like, his, it's his talent. talent. Yeah, yeah, like his arm talent. See, like, like, for if, example, if you could put a highlight reel together, his is going to look better than everybody else's. I gotta tell y'all secret. Win losses. I gotta tell y'all a goat secret. What's the goat secret? Aaron Rodgers ain't ahead of Peyton Manning. That's fair. Aaron Rodgers is not ahead of Peyton Manning. Take it from That's somebody fair. that lived in Indy. Aaron Rodgers just it looks better when he does it. It looks better. He it ain't looks passed. better when he does he it. So I, I'm going to just go right to that pivotal point. Because a lot of times people say what they've seen. Okay, let me tell you what I've seen. I remember calling Peyton Manning the sheriff. And I remember him going up to the line, changing plays, getting in shotgun, um, you know, Throwing for 4,000 yards and pass-heavy offenses and Marvin Harrison breaking records and Edge catching out the backfield. I think he won five MVPs, by the way. Five of them. So when you start doing your all-time GOAT quarterback list, I'm going to just spitball y'all a few of them off the top of my head. Tom Brady, Joe Montana, Peyton Manning, Oh, how about the guy in Green Bay that won more uh, Super Bowls than Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers combined? Do you know his name, Jacoby? Roger Starbuck? No, in Green Bay. Um, damn it. Bart Starr. Correct. Bart Starr. Does Elway get in the conversation? Elway's ahead of Aaron Rodgers. Is Jim Kelly ahead of Aaron Rodgers? No. Is Kurt Warner ahead of Aaron Rodgers? No. He didn't have the longevity. Marino. Equal. Steve Young. Possibly. Possibly. Steve I can make Young a case. Was a beast. I can make a case. He was that dual he's threat. He's just like the guy after Montana. Correct. You know what I mean? If Joe Montana yeah. didn't exist, Steve Young's standing would yeah, be higher. Exactly. It's hard to follow Joe, Joe Montana on stage. So so here's some of the people I'm going to tell y'all when y'all talk Aaron Rodgers. Ask me, is he ahead of Marino? Ask Drew me, Brees? is he ahead of Steve Young? Is he ahead of Drew Brees? Yeah. Okay, is he ahead of Terry Bradshaw? No. No. Not going to be able to do it. Not he ahead is, of Terry Bradshaw. He's not ahead of Terry Bradshaw. Is he ahead of Brett Favre? Six in one hand, half a dozen in the other. So you had a uh, Jim Kelly. You gave you gave him Jim Kelly, Warren Moon. No, they're probably equal. Ben Roethlisberger. He's better than Ben Roethlisberger. How can what? What are we going by? Better, better looking. No, like better. Like, would talk, you want them to at their peak? Like, would you want them to start? If, if you had both of them I'll on your I'll take bench, Aaron Rodgers over Big Ben. Yeah. Yeah. I'll take Aaron Rodgers. If you had a both at their peak, yes. of their powers, yes, who'd be the starting quarterback? You're Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is the starting quarterback. Definitely. And Rodgers is dynamic. I'm, I'm, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm saying that I think people have elevated him on the all-time list. That's all I'm saying. What about Norm Van Brocklin? Uh, <laughs> nah. <laughs> but I, you, you gave me the pivot points. Elway and Marino. Yeah, right there. Top, top 10. Elway and Marino. Top 10. And I, I really don't like to see him getting a haircut like that. <laughs> oh, look, looking like a biker. No, he got like the, like it's long in the front and he tucks it behind his ears. What movie was that? I saw somebody do a meme of the. A Con Air or John Wick or something like that. Oh, John, John Wick. Wick. One of those. Or he got it for the John Wick. Who knows? 
Wolverine? No, she said Keanu Reeves. But oh, Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Yeah. Shout out to Keanu Reeves. We always say to give the people what they want. Part of that is doing podcast exclusive content for our podcast listeners. And not just that, hearing from our podcast listeners. Every Friday is all for oh. Friday. So right now we need you to call 985-80-JALEN. Leave us a voicemail. We'll put it on the show just like this. First of all, shout out the whole pod family. This is Sean. Currently from the Bay Area, but like mostly Philly, Houston, Baltimore. Shout medicinal. Oh, um, I have, I need y'all's help. Real talk. It's a professional situation. Um, basically, I love my coworkers, but I just have so much, I'm, I'm, my game is just, I'm getting so much better than theirs. I'm getting buckets in a technical field. It, but my, the problem is my boss's boss doesn't want to recognize it with like title and money, basically. But like he knows that I'm really just trying to get the project done. So he sets up this ask me anything with the whole team. And he says anybody can come ask me questions. Now, I've communicated with him. Um, sorry, I'm the medicinal. Let me wrap this up. Basically, he wants to talk to the whole team, but he knows I have stuff I need from him and have asked from him. Um, and I'm just about to not go to this meeting. Soft move or boss move. Standing the boss up on the calendar invite. The boss's boss. Standing them up on the calendar invite. Um, but... Uh, yeah, so let me know what y'all think. Shout out to everybody. Reggie the Ledge. Uh, everybody, peace. Big shout out to you, Sean. I got an easy one for this one. You got to make the awkward phone calls and have the awkward conversations. It's always difficult to call the boss, boss's boss, but sometimes you need to express yourself. You need to communicate. I think that compliments are are easy to come by in the professional world, but promotions and, and title, you know, salary raises and, and promotions and titles bumps, those are harder to come by in the professional world. But don't be afraid to talk to your boss's boss. Don't try to stand him up in a meeting. If you accepted an invite, be a professional, go and, and attend that meeting. And I really think that you'll find that if you build the relationships, you have to communicate and you take the time that you'll see eye to eye with more people than you won't, especially in the professional world. So my advice is don't stand up to boss. That's a soft move. And find time to seek these people out and have casual conversations, difficult professional conversations, but communicate with the people, especially above you in the org chart in the workplace. Great advice. Thank you for the call. Appreciate the love. I've been really fortunate enough to have goals, change goals, have dreams, pursue dreams, chase dreams, accomplish goals, accomplish dreams, and create new ones. I think that's a reinvention that we all hope to have the longer that we live. The one thing I stress to young people that doesn't get said enough is two things are going to be the catalyst to your actual success. One is your ability to communicate with people from all different backgrounds and all different walks of life, whether they're in power or not. The second thing is to be kind to others. So many times 
we underestimate how karma plays a factor in our trajectory and how that karma can be influenced by other people that you've interacted with along your journey. So this boss can be friends with the boss of your dream job and you don't even know it. The person that's your coworker, the, their uncle could be the owner of or the producer of or the president of a job that you're trying to get next and you don't even know it. But just more importantly, just just as a function of life, just try to respect and be kind to others. And when that happens, it seems like the universe has a way of opening up your goals and your dreams to actually be in a reality. Great advice, Sean. Appreciate you. We wish you the best of success professionally and personally. And of course, yep, medicinal. We'll be back tomorrow with another dope pot of step two. Why is that? We're not done. We're not done. We are not done. Welcome back to Jalen and Jacoby coming to you live above the Heineken River Deck here in the seaport in New York City. Jalen Rose joining us right now in the program. This man is third in rushing yards in the nation, second in rushing touchdowns in the nation, the 6-0 Wolverines Hail to running the back. Blake Corum joins us on the program right yes, now. Yes. Thank you so much for taking the time. Now, nah, I appreciate you guys. Thank so you guys this for season. So far, you guys are 6-0. Big matchup, big test against Penn State. What are you looking forward to as you face off against the Nittany Lions? Another opportunity. Another opportunity to get better. Another opportunity to prove what I can do to others. Another opportunity to go uh, win a game, you know, 1-0. So we'll be 7-0. But uh, it's another opportunity, you know, and I, and I love opportunities. I love taking advantage of opportunities. And so uh, that's what I look at it as, another opportunity. I appreciate what you do on and off the field. Thank you very much for your contributions to the Wolverine family. We're so very proud of the start that you guys have had. I have to ask you though, when I'm watching you play, I call you Shaking Blake. What, <laughs> are there any nicknames that you've had growing up playing football that you like? Nah, I really, no one ever really gave me a nickname to be honest, you know, uh, back in the day. When, uh, you know, Tyron Matthew used to dye his hair, you know, everyone started doing that. Everyone wanted to be the honey badger and whatnot. Uh, so I did that. But uh, no one really ever had a nickname for me. You know what I'm saying? That people would just be like, can't catch quorum, you know? But uh, <laughs> but no no, no, no real nicknames, honestly. Well, I, I like Shaking Blake. And one of the reasons Jalen calls you Shaking Blake is because you're just so elusive as a runner. Quick cutter, setting defenders up. Like, it's kind of like a crossover in basketball. Can you tell me the feeling when you know you've got a defender on the wrong foot and you're about to cut back on him? Oh, it, it's, it's a wonderful feeling, you know. Uh, you know, I look up front, you know, I got the best offensive line in the country. You know, they, they allow me to have those one-on-one matchups. And so every chance I get a one-on-one matchup, it's like, okay, what, what can I do now? How can I get them to offset? How can I get them to be off balance and make them look silly? So uh, that, that's what goes through my mind. As soon as I see someone one-on-one, uh, in my mindset, I'm like, it's over for you because of, you know, the way I train and everything, you know, I go back to my training. And so uh, I just know it's over because I know I'm going to give them something. 
and see Jacoby. See, at five foot eight, they underestimated that Baltimore heart. And look at them muscles. Look at our strength and conditioning coach getting that boy right, Jacoby. Making those sleeves work. No doubt about it. So, Blake, are there some running backs that that inspired you growing up, or some that are playing today that inspire your running style? Yeah, you know, I have, I have a bunch of running backs, you know, that I that I look, that I watch, you know, either watch on YouTube because they were before my time. Uh, so I go to YouTube, I watch a lot of Barry Sanders, right? You know, I, I think he's the greatest ever. A lot of people probably think he's the greatest ever. So I watch a lot, I watch a lot about him, you know, the way he cuts, how elusive he was, how explosive he was, you know. And then uh, I, I like being powerful too. And so one of my favorite powerful runners uh, in the time was Marshawn Lynch. So I used to love watching Marshawn Lynch, you know, just run through someone's soul. You know, he, he used to say, run them over and over and over. You know, I, I really I really like that. I like that mindset. And so just those two guys right there, you know, I try to relate my game. I take a little bit from Barry, a little bit from Marshawn, and then I add it into my own toolbox and create my own thing. So uh, those are just two guys, you know, I, I enjoyed watching growing up. Um, Either whether it was on YouTube or, you know, on Sundays. But, uh, yeah, d definitely those two. So you had a game against the UConn Huskies in which you scored one, two, three, four, five touchdowns. As a running right, back, right. you want to get to pay dirt. You want to get in that end zone. But what did it feel like that day to do it five times? Uh, it, it was great. You know, my they, they uh, set me up multiple times, you know, a couple from the one, a couple from the two. I'm like, hey, I talked to my receivers, I'm like, y'all might as well go ahead and score. Y'all making it easy for me. I said, that's your that's, that's your touchdown right there, man. Why y'all want me to take your touchdown, you know? But uh, it, it was it was a great feeling. Anytime you can get in the end zone uh, more than once is, is a blessing. But to be able to do it five times, it, it was a great feeling. Uh, I, I plan on doing it again one time this year, you know? So, uh, but it, it was a great feeling, man. I can't, I can't, I can't uh, say anything else about it. I love the sacrifices that you guys are making for each other on both sides of the ball. As you mentioned, your receivers, your offensive line. Talk about mm -hmm. your quarterback and the effect mm -hmm. that he's had on your offense and what you anticipate happening this weekend. Uh, you know, when, when we talk about JJ, man, he's a he's a man that can do it all. You know, you you know you know you never know what to expect from him. He can stand in the pocket, he can run outside the pocket, he can run. You know what I'm saying? He can hit his check down, he can throw the deep ball. You know, he, he's everything a team wants in a quarterback and a defense doesn't want to play against. You know what I'm saying? So uh, he's elusive, man. You, you never know what you're going to get from him. And every week I just see him growing and growing and growing. You know, and, uh, he, he's getting better every week. I see it. You know, he's calm, cool, collecting in the pocket. You know, he's a field general. Uh, I can't say enough great things about him. You know, it, it's just a beautiful thing being able to see him grow each and every week. Uh and this weekend, I expect him to grow grow even more. You know, I think last week he had a little over 300 yards. You know what I'm saying? Let's see what he can do this week, you know, with the preparation and, uh, you know, just feeling comfortable back there. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, I, I, I uh, have high expectations from uh, for him, and I think he, he will come through. So, Blake, I appreciate you taking the time to join us on the program, and you're doing it from the lab where you get all your work in on the field and off the field with film study and whatnot. But I have to ask you a very important question about your environment. What's up Talk with the A1 me. steak sauce behind you? Like, why is steak <laughs> sauce in the lab? Like, who, what are you eating? What's up with the steak sauce? Hey, hey, A1, you know, uh, we go Mondays, you know, Victory Monday, we go get us a steak. And then, shoot, you might, you might stay after and watch a little film, you know what I'm saying? So, you, it's two, killing two, what's it called? Killing, 
Two birds and one stone. Two birds and one stone, you know what I'm saying? I, I ate that good it. steak last night. I, I, I want you to. Film. I hope you're pouring a one all over a victory steak on Monday after you guys beat the Nittany yeah. Lions. All over, all over. <laughs> I have to ask you, Blake. We've heard some 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 unique stories about the number one, the best coach in the country, Jim Harbaugh, and mm-hmm. how he even likes to eat cereal with water. What's your favorite Jim Harbaugh story? Oh man, I, I got a lot. I got a lot of stories, but uh, one that I've told other people, and one that will always stick with me, is uh, we were in fall camp uh, my sophomore year last year, and he was talking about you know his, uh, his story, you know playing quarterback in Michigan, and uh, we started talking about the rivalry, Michigan Ohio State, right? And he said I would literally, he said to beat Ohio State, I would literally cut my arm off. And I'm sitting there thinking, like, this man probably joking, you know what I'm saying? He ain't really going to cut his arm off. But he was he was so dead serious and set on cutting his arm off the, the beat Ohio State. That's how much he loves football. That's how much he cares about Michigan. That's how much uh, he, he just loves the game, you know what I'm saying? So uh, that that's just, that's just one story. But there, there's so many, you know, there's, there's so many great stories. Like, I could tell you guys about Coach Harbaugh, great guy, great coach, you know. Uh, coach you want to play for he's a players coach um, and I, I would go to war for him any day who's the who's the funniest personality in the locker room and how does that manifest itself uh, you, you have a lot of different personalities right so uh, one dude I think that, that's pretty funny is uh, Mikey Sanger still uh, he always goes up to uh, the guys from Baltimore you know I'm from Virginia with the school in Baltimore but uh so I don't really have that Baltimore accent, but he always copies uh, like Derek Moore. Everyone from Baltimore, he's always trying to talk in the Baltimore accent, which uh, gets the guys laughing. And then, uh, you know, the offensive line, you know, they're going to be offensive line. You know, uh, they're, they're hilarious. You know, just being around those guys, they don't care about nothing. They don't care about what others think. Uh, they're, just, they're just some funny guys. So uh, between Mikey and then all the offensive linemen, uh, we, we have some uh, good jokes in the locker room. Uh, it's, it's a fun time. And you know what else is fun for me to finally watch? And I want to make sure I get this right. The NIL platform be something that collegiate athletes can take advantage of. And Mm -hmm. for you, it's Wolverine Plus, produced by Mm -hmm. Rebel Moments and Valiant Management Group. You guys are doing a hard knock style type interviews with yourself and teammate Donovan Edwards. So what is that Mm -hmm. like for you? Yeah, yeah, so uh, we're actually, I'm going to be the first one uh, tomorrow on Wolverine Plus. Uh, it's a platform where fans can basically uh, pay to get an experience with us, right? So we're going to be talking to the fans, locker room style, hard knock style. You know, they're allowed to ask us questions, which is cool. And the cool thing about it is it's going to be like a running back reunion tomorrow. So like myself, Donovan Edwards, but, you know, I don't know what former running backs are going to come on. Uh, but hopefully, you know, we, we get the greats, you know what I'm saying? But uh it's an awesome experience, awesome way to pay pay uh, the players and allow the fans to actually, you know, get involved, you know, because the fans want to pay us, you know. So uh, Wolverine Plus, great platform. Uh, I'm excited uh, to get on it tomorrow night. Um, it's, a, it's a beautiful thing. NIL is a beautiful thing, you know, but uh, uh, Wolverine Plus, that, that's the way. 
So, Blake, you know, obviously we're big fans of the Michigan Wolverines football program. We know what you can do. We've seen what you've done so far this season. But there are some people that say it won't translate to Sunday. Oh, he's not small. He's too small. Or the system is going to help him. It's not going to work on Sundays. What would you say to those people that doubt your ability to be successful in the NFL? Sit back and watch, man. Just sit back and watch. You know, I've been getting it my whole life, you know. Uh, I don't care what the naysayers say at the end of the day. Uh, you know, at the end of the day, I'm a man. I'm a man with a dream, and, and nothing's going to stop me uh, from chasing that dream and reaching that dream. Uh, I, I know what it takes. Uh, I'm willing to work harder than anyone. Um, and you know, like, like I said, just sit back and watch. You know, they're they're just talking. You know, they're just they're just talking because uh, they want to be in the position I'm in. So uh, let, let them keep talking. There's just fuel to the fire. You know. I admire you and what this team has and will continue to accomplish. I know big things are coming, not only Big Ten, but national championship-wise. And also, you're going to be one of the finalists for the Heisman. So make sure you're getting your suit game ready right now. I I know it's a lot of work to be done, but plant that (laughs) seed. So I have to ask you, in going to school with Desmond and watching him do the Heisman polls, and then mm-hmm. Charles Woodson, I know you've seen it with the rolls in oh, his yeah. mouth and then winning the Heisman. When your yes, name sir. is mentioned in that conversation, what does that feel like? It's it's a blessing, right? It's a blessing because, you know, people want to be mentioned in the Heisman. But like I, like I tell myself and I tell other people, like, it's early, right? Uh, all the awards will matter at the end of the season. None of the awards matter right now. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. cool, you know, and it sounds mm-hmm. good. But, like... The way I the way I look at it is, with team success comes individual success, and uh, so I'm just focused on the day to day. You know, laying these bricks, uh, going out on Saturday, taking advantage of every opportunity, like I said, and uh, showing these people what I'm what I'm capable of and uh, what the team is capable of. And everything else will take care of itself. You know, what I'm saying if, if at the end of the year, if I'm blessed, you know, if God blessed me and allowed me to go to New York, um, awesome. You know, what I'm saying, but right right now, I'm just focused on on. Uh, each and every game, you know what I'm saying, beating Michigan State, beating Ohio State, going to Big Ten Championship, going back to the college football playoffs, but winning it this time. And But if, uh, if I, like I said, if I go to New York in the, in the midst of all of that, awesome. Awesome. That, that's, a, that's, a, that's an honor. That's love. Uh, but uh, other than that, you know, I'm just focused on, on these day-to-day, you know, just getting better on the grind and seeing how I can better my team. So I, I love your approach to that, like the, the the individual awards, even the team awards, that's all at the all end of the facts. season. All right facts. now, season, you, you know? have the Nittany Lions coming into the big house at noon on Saturday. How do you get in the right mind state? Like, how do you it's approach that too. game? Oh, it's a maze out. It's a maze out. It's a maze out. It's you a know? maze out. Let's go. It's a maze out. As a matter of fact, I'm going to the game on Saturday. Maze out. The, the maze is out. out. The lights are out. <laughs> Everything's out. The, the steak sauce is maze out. out. <laughs> maze out, literally. I got to ask you before we let you get out of here, because we know you got film study. We know you got go to school. You got work to do. What music getting you hyped before these games? Oh, I, I, like, I like staying calm, calm on Fridays, and then I turn it up on Saturdays. So, so uh, on, on uh, Fridays, you know, I might listen to a little R&B. You know what I'm saying? Stay chill. You know, I might listen to Broadway. You know, he, he keeps me cool. And then on Saturdays, I turn it up. You know, I listen to, you know, NBA Youngboy, uh, YGG Tape. Uh, he's a rapper out in Baltimore. Uh, I listen some, to some rappers back home. 
um, stuff to get me fired up, get me going, uh, and, and ready out there to go wreck something, you know. So, uh, like I said, Fridays, is, I just like staying calm, cool, collected, you know, free mind. And then Saturdays, I, I turn that thing up to some, uh, to some to some music that will get you going, you know. Yes. Yes. Well, well yes. we cannot wait to watch you run all over Penn State on Saturday. Best of luck on and off the field. We're here supporting you. You're always welcome to come back Man, anytime. Blake Blessings, my brother. The best running back Man, in college you football. Thank you so much for taking the time. It. Have a good one, y'all. Yes, indeed.